Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, House of the Rising Tom. Yeah. Sing it, Tom. All the rising sun. It has been the ruin of many young poor boy. God, I know I'm one. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We're back. Hey, welcome to Friday. Well, yep. every day is Friday. We talked about that. We did. You want to sing a little bit no, for us? No, I'm not going to sing. the Rising Sun? I could do that, but okay. I'll do that later when we talk about some stuff. All right. All right. Tempting. Oh. So, acquisitions, what'd you get? Well, let's see. I got a couple of game-related things. I did pick up the latest expansion for Marvel Champions. Ooh. As I mentioned when we were discussing show prep, and that's the technical term that we use. I cannot remember what this expansion pack was. But the latest one. But the latest one. Okay. Because I'm on a subscription service at the friendly local game store Ooh. that I, I go to. And I also picked up uh, two myth, well, a mythos pack and, <clears throat> and an investigator pack for the game Arkham Horror, the living card game. Okay. Which I had thought I was done buying stuff for. But the one pack I bought, the one mythos pack, was like a special pack called Barkham Horror which I think is kind of a spoof pack. It's okay. A, it's a spoof adventure for the Arkham universe. And the other was an investigator pack, which is a an investigator deck that's pre-built so that you can kind of learn how to build a deck. Because a living card game is kind of like a, a CCG, but you don't have to collect cards. You still have to build a deck. And that's the same thing Marvel Champions does too, by the way. It's a living card game. Now, you get all the cards you need in each of these packs, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so that was my game expansions, and then I did buy a wheel cover for a car, primarily because I also purchased a car. Yes, you were yeah. going to get your your Red Dragon I was going to get the Red Dragon fixed. What happened, and I think, I don't know if we talked about this last a week. A little bit. A little bit. I blew the tire, the front left tire, absolutely blew up and shredded off the rim. Uh, when it hit the pavement, because I was going up a driveway or kind of a hill driveway, uh, it knocked out the wiring harness uh, for the engine and did some front-end damage. So I get a call on Tuesday from the sales manager, should have been suspicious about that, who said, hey, Tom, question for you. It's going to cost about $2,500 to pick, fix that wiring harness, and there's probably going to be at least that much in the front-end damage to get it fixed. Why are you getting this car fixed? Well, here's my deal. With cars, I've always had a couple of rules. The main one is got to fit in my garage because I have a very small tuck under garage. You've seen it. It's yep. about six and a half feet wide maybe to get into it. I also do like a stick shift, and if I can get a red car, that's pretty cool. I've had red cars since I was divorced, which was like 20 years ago, somewhere around there, 21, 22 years ago, um, a little over 22 years ago. And so I've always liked red cars, and they've always been small and and had a stick shift. Well, he says, what if we could put you into a brand new Kia Soul six-speed, which is the same size as your Kia Spectra, which was what the Red Dragon was, and uh, it'd probably fit in your garage. He said, the only concern I have is it might be a little wide. So I thought about it, and I thought about it, and Friday last week, I went to the, I took the afternoon off, and I went to the dealership where my car was being repaired, sort of. And uh, they let me test drive it and drive it to my house and put it in my garage, and it fits. It's, it's actually narrower, I think. It is not as long, and I think it's either as wide or a little bit narrower than the Kia Spectra. It's taller. Right. Um, so it fit. So then I spent... Uh, so I talked to them about it a little bit, and they offered offered it to me for, I think, $19,845 or something like that with a $1,500 rebate and a trade-in on my piece of junk car that wasn't worth what it would take to get it fixed uh, of $600. And so they brought in a sheet of paper, and on that sheet of paper was written $17,170. And I looked at them, and I said, and I was like, 180 of that was... Uh, some kind of paperwork fee. Mm-hmm. So I looked at him and I said, you know, that's not too bad. I mean, that's about two grand off of what you were originally going to offer, about two and a half thousand off what you were going to offer or what you were selling it for. So yeah, I'd be willing to do that. But if you can take that $170 off, I'd give you 17,000 cash. Thanks, mom. 
Uh, and they said, he said, let me talk to my sales manager. <laughs> and here's what I think actually happens when they do that is they go around the corner so they're not in your sight, check their phone for messages, maybe scratch their butt a couple times, and then they take a piece of pen and they write on there $1,700 or $17,000 and come back and go, yeah, he said we could do that. So yep. I went and got a check and I paid for the car and I'm driving a brand new Kia Soul, which I will call White Lightning. Yeah, I really like it. It's yeah, a cool it's car. It's a really neat little car and I... It's small enough to fit in my garage. It's a six-shift. It's a six-speed, which is a little different than what I'm used to. I'm used to a five-speed, but all that means is I have to remember the the reverses to the front left, which the old one, it was back and to the right. So I think <sighs> with what you have, you can get some vinyl graphics and make it into a die. I could do that. <laughs> I could do That actually would be kind of neat because those cars, if you're familiar with the Kia Soul, two things that stick out about it, when it first came out, the advertising campaign involved CGI, I think, hamsters. Yep. I don't think they were costume people. They were CGI hamsters. Yep. They were actually kind of neat. I watched a couple of the retro commercials back in the day, you know, from back in the day. And the other thing they were known for was uh, just that boxy shape that they have. And so, yeah, that I could see that. You're right. That would be kind of fun. Except that I could, well, I'd have to go with a six on top. Well, yeah. One on the bottom. And then I don't know how to look at a set of dice to figure out. If only we had a set of dice somewhere. Yeah, if only. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, here we go. <clears throat> yep. So if I put a six on the top, I could put a two on one side, a five on the other side, three in the back, and a four in the front. Then, of course, you just assume the ones on the bottom. Right. <laughs> but I do kind of like the idea of white lightning. So that's, I think, what I'm going to go with. It's okay, I'm white just lightning. My ex was all for me calling it the panda because it's a white car. It's got black tires like the legs. There you go. You and can if get I got, some ears on it. And if I, well, I could get one of those little bras that they have, and that could be the yep. eyes yep. around the headlights. And then, yeah, I'd have to get a pair of ears. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm with her. Yeah, I like Make it, it the panda. <laughs> that might be a possibility. Panda we'll die. <laughs> so those are my acquisitions. Uh, two game-related and one just fun. Okay. How about you? I got a Kickstarter in, finally. Hey! Woo! Oh, no, I didn't get anything in. Yeah, so I, I did get a Funko Pop too. I forgot about that. The uh, I've been waiting quite a few months for Kickstarters that you know because of the whole COVID, COVID thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got Moonrakers in. Oh, nice. Is that based on the? Uh... No, no. Okay, James it's Bond. a space guy. Okay. It's a space game. Um, very very cool, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a large box. I was not expecting that big of a box. I'm trying to find it up there. Oh yeah, good lord. That so, is a large box. Um maybe we'll get to that one soon. It's be uh fun. It, it it's mostly a card game, but it just it looks really cool. It's, like it's a, got little spaceships to it. A deck builder or is it uh I don't know. Okay. You just like uh, the theme? Well, I remember when I kickstarted it, but it's been so long that I don't remember. <laughs> huh. Well, so, I guarantee if we look up Moonraker on Google, it's going to bring up the James Bond stuff. Well, of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which, who is the James Bond? The James Bond in that, in Moonraker, yeah, yeah. was Roger Moore. Okay. Good man. My, uh, my, and I love your, Sean Connery. Sean, your, your but James technically, Bond. that's my, that's yeah, my that's James Bond. That's what you grew up with. I actually had this conversation with Noel the other day, yeah. and that's his James Bond. Yeah, because we're of a similar age. Right. And I said mine was Sean Connery, because that's and who I grew up with. Yeah, but that's you grew up in a different era. I mean, I'm going. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm going to the theater to see the movies. That yeah, you saw them at home. And, no, no, with no, your dad, no, no, didn't no, you? no. I I went to them in the theaters. No, you did not. I'm, I'm ten years older than you. Yeah, right. You're like twenty years younger than me, if I okay. remember correctly. So uh, no, um, my my grandfather. Yeah, I, is, I was just saying. Who I saw him. You so. told me the story before. Yep. But I mean, that's how and I, I saw... like. I like all of the James Bonds, yeah. well, but um, I like all they're... of them except for yeah one. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that is not anything to do with with James Bond. No, but, but it's, it is. Yeah. It looks like a cool space game, and uh, I'd gotten a shipping notification, and then it said uh, beware of delays because of the hurricanes. Yeah. So I just assumed that it probably wouldn't be here yeah. until next week, and sure enough, I looked outside the door and hey, there what's it was that? there's a box, and it was a heavy box. Nice. So and it's a very cool. It must be the deluxe edition or something. I don't it looks know. Looks like it I believe the... Kim backed it as well. Probably so. Just the gold, uh, the gold lettering looks like it's shiny, so that's yeah. kind of neat. Of course, it's still in shrink wrap, so that could be why it's shiny. But... It is, uh, yeah, it's still in shrink wrap yeah. because I've been uh, working on my game room and yeah, you the, have and the library. Holy so. smokes, you've been working! Yes, although I don't see much of a library in that other part. It looks like it's oh, part of the game room. It's still. it's a library. Okay, yeah. That's... Is that how you got in, got your wife to go with it? To yeah. 
Yeah, so it's going to be a library, honey. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is going to be a library, Jess. We promise. Yeah, yeah, it is a library. The games are just there temporarily. Yeah, no, they're not there temporarily. They're there permanently. Okay, so it's not so a library. That's like storage. That's gotcha. the library of the games. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yep. that makes sense. So, uh, put up a bunch of shelving. So as soon as I get <laughs> that done, I'm trying to find my tables, and I should have that finished up tomorrow morning. Yeah, it looks really nice. So. I've done that in between working and, and not working, having yeah. days off. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. working days off. Yes, yeah. but they were short days, so it was okay. Yeah, so that's good. I still got paid for my other job to and and, then, and vacation time. Yeah, so. so that works out really well. It does. So, want to talk about what we played? Sure. Yeah. All right. So the average Joe Jovian rating scale goes from negative ten to six. Negative ten is an island dice, meaning it's not really a game. Uh, number one would be a Joe Blow. A Joe Blow to us is just a game that we don't like. We don't want to play it. Find somebody else. A number two is a Joe Mama. It's okay. Um, it's not a game that we would typically want to play. But if you need to find a player, okay. We probably know how to play it. Uh, a three is an Average Joe. Average Joe is a good game. It's a game that you'll play when it comes out to the table. It's not one that you necessarily need to own. But it's just your average game. It's a good game. Four is a Smokin' Joe. It's almost a knockout. It's it's a great game. You probably want it in your collection. It's one that you want to get to the table more. It's one that you will definitely play when somebody asks. A Joe Tacular is a number five. That is one of your favorites. It's it's a game that is probably on your shelf already. And a number six is your Joe Almighty. That is your Excalibur, your Holy Grail of games. That is your favorite game of all time. Mine is Borgata, and Tom's is Euphoria. So we played Aztec, and that was a, a small card game. That was the the bluffing, uh, yeah, kind of like yeah, the yeah, long yeah. of, of Sheridan Nine. Trying to, as I say, trying to figure out what game it reminded me of, and it reminds me a little bit of Sheridan. So you take a card from your hand, and you place a face down, and on that card has different colored gems on this idol. And we, we we all agreed that the the top gem that's supposed to represent a yellow sometimes yeah. is kind of deceiving because of the it's when there's the, no yellow there and it's just the stone yeah. where the shadowing is done, that it centerpiece looks still looks yellow. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of confusing. Well if I remember correctly, when you each card will have a number of stones from Two to four, I think. Yeah. But only two colors. And there's right. three total colors of stones. Um, so what you're doing is you're setting the card down and then you're taking the stones out of a pile and arranging them on the card and saying, this is what's on my card. And we have to decide, are you telling the truth or are you lying? And there are points based on which, you know, say my goal is to have a lot more blue stones. And Joe's goal is to have a lot more redstones, and if I start seeing him just taking lots of redstones, and I don't know what his goal is, but I mean, I'm right. If I suddenly see him taking a lot of redstones, I might think to myself, "Hmm, he's taking a lot of redstones." I'm thinking, yeah, everyone has one secret goal, but yeah. then you also have shared. Goals there's too. yeah, there's point points for certain combinations. So, I really kind of enjoyed the game. Uh, it was a very simple game. Components were, aside from that issue with the top portion of the idol. Pretty good. The gems were cool. I mean, they're, you know, translucent gems. Yep. Red, blue, and yellow, if I remember correctly. Um, the mechanic is unique in regard to the bluffing um, because you actually do. And what I would do is I would just arrange them the way I thought they looked on the card. And everybody knew when I was lying because I'd put a yellow, a blue, and a red on there. Mm-hmm. It was only supposed to be two colors, but I legitimately thought it was yellow, blue, and red, and we kind of that's what we just discussed. Yep. And we kind of all figured out, well, yeah, that's an issue <laughs> with this game. So that's the only issue I have with it. Um, what did you rate that one? I gave it an average Joe. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think I did as well. Let me double check. Yeah, I think I gave it an average Joe as well. I liked the game quite a bit. It's probably a high average Joe. Uh, I would definitely play it again. It would be interesting to play with a larger group. For me, I'm not... A fan of bluffing games. Yeah. I will play them, um, but I did enjoy this one. Uh, I like the theme of it, um, and then the gems helped out a lot. Yeah, the gems are cool. Yeah, um, I do like bluffing games. I, Sheriff of Nottingham is one of my favorites, and I I always go with the maxim that if you're 
I mean, you can always tell the truth in that game. So, say you tell somebody you have four apples. I don't know if you've ever played Sheriff of Nottingham, but there's apples, bread, cheese, chickens, and then there's contraband, and I believe it's spices and golden apples. I don't remember what the other one was. But anyway, so I will sometimes go, oh yeah, I got four apples, and I'll put four apples in there. Now, granted, two of those might be golden, which are contraband, but I'll, I can say without lying, there's four apples in this, in this pouch. And sometimes you get away with it, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> okay. But I feel like, you know, if you're not lying, even though you're not completely telling the truth, it makes it a lot easier for you to get away with it. Yep. And I can kind of do that with this other game, too, although you have to sort of pick and choose your spots when you're doing Yeah, that. you do. And you can only vote for one player. Right. So Which, regardless if if there's three or five players, I don't know if it's, is it a five-player? It might be. Yeah, I think it's um, was six. So six, no matter but. how many players you're playing with, you can only vote for one person. So... If everyone votes on one guy, and then you've got other players that just go uncontested, right. that could be a problem. Well, and the other thing, yeah, with that, and sometimes that did happen, and if we one of us thinks he's lying, the other person thinks he's telling the truth, I think the reward's offset depending yep. on what's happening, and it's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah, because if you do get it, guess you're correctly, then uh, you'll give him one of your black gems, and the black gems are, are negative, points, negative points, which I and think you did really I rough ended up on with that. like eight points in a game where everybody else had like thirty. Yeah, yeah, I did not. That one know. did really get you, uh, but I did enjoy the game, and I just and I think the first time we played it, we played it incorrectly. The second yep. time we played it, we played it more correctly. Yeah, because well, that's where you got the... And that's where I got the, all the gems, yep. so the black ones. And I we, were, we were trying to figure that out. I was like, well, this can't be right because it just seems too easy. Yeah. And it wasn't right. No. So. But we, but it's still, I thought it was fun. Like I say, a high yep. average Joe for me. And yep. And I just I give it an average it Joe. Again, and I would kind of enjoy playing with six or how many other people at max is how that. Yep. <clears throat> so the next game we played was the Great Barrier Reef. That was an interesting And this was game. a little card game. Yeah. And you were placing... Uh, these cards with four different fish on them on top of your other fish and uh, coral and, and other, like, starfish. Yeah. And you're you're building your reef. Yeah. And you're trying to accomplish points and goals and stuff like that. But well, and there's... What, how many cards were on the... How many goal cards? Were there six different goal cards or five different goal cards? I can't remember. I don't remember either. But the goal cards had different combinations right. of things, and there was a number of different goal cards. You only played with a certain amount of them. Um, you have to. There's four piles of fish you draw from. If you play a fish that's a number three fish, you have to draw a number three mm-hmm. fish. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad because it might not match up with where you want to place your next one, or you might want a fish that's a two fish because it matches up perfectly, but you don't have one to play. And then there's a wild card. And I don't remember what that was. What was the wild card? Where you could draw any number when you played it. I don't remember. Was it a star or was it like a, a asterisk or something like that? Because <clears throat> uh, the shark, if you if you placed over shark, yeah, uh, you got to move it back. You had to move the goals back or forth. Yeah, and there was two, another, right? Uh, I don't remember for sure. But it was the, anyway, there, different there's mechanic. different mechanics. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. I one. did too. I liked the theme. It was very thematic. The artwork was interesting. I'm not sure it was my favorite artwork I've ever seen on a on an ocean-based card game, but it was good. It worked. Yeah, it works real well. It was the I, ocean with fish. Uh, yeah, and I love the fact that there were multiple goals. Yep. Uh, again, it's, uh, this is one I think that if we had more players would have been a little bit more fun. Yes. Or not more fun, but it would have been more challenging. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. But it was challenging either way, um, but I really enjoyed the game. I gave that a smoking Joe. I think if I remember correctly, I only gave it an average Joe, but again, a high average Joe, because um, it is, I think, there's so much replayability in it because of the different goals. And I think we played it, what, two or three times? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one, so yeah. I was, that was one it that was, I it was wanted pretty to get back to the table. And I, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that one. And the next one? We played Ripple Rush. I remember Quite that a few one. times. Yeah, we did. This was a uh, flipping right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's just you have uh, four different columns, and you are trying to fill it up full of numbers, but you can you have to go yeah. from uh, small to largest yep, number. You have to, yeah, yeah. And f- in different colors, four columns, <clears throat> different color, and different shapes. Uh, red, blue, yellow, and green. Yep, and cards are numbered. Uh, zero through twenty-five. Yep, and you and take out a random number of cards. Well, there are goals on the yeah. side, which if you do a roll, 
uh, horizontal row, if you fill that up, all four numbers across, you get a bonus you get for a that. Bonus, like, like a lot of yep. the flipping rights or reading rights. And I think you take out a certain number of cards randomly based on the number of players. And Correct. For three, it was 40, and for four, it was 20. Something, something like, like that. that, yep. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it's it's like any other flipping right or rolling right, you have to make a decision. Okay, if you get a 1 or a 2 or a 25 or a 24 on your first card, yeah, that's easy. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed if you take it if you get a 24 and you put it up at the very top of whatever color it is, next card you pull is going to be a 25. I did not have that happen to yeah, me. I had that happen to me at least once. And I I was <clears throat> I actually was very surprised at one point one one of the times we played, I filled my entire sheet. Yes, that which was a, I was I not extremely ever, shocked about. We played at least five times. Yeah, we did I play think it we quite a few times. Three players, three times. It plays so quick. Four player, two times, and it's least. a lot of fun. And it just it's yeah. I really liked it. The uh, components again are real simplistic. It's cards and a sheet. Yep, uh, and a and a pen basically. Um, and you draw randomly. Everybody draws a card, holds it until everybody's ready, and flips it. If you cannot use the number, you announce that you can't use it and stick it in the middle. Everybody else gets a chance to use that. Yep. <laughs> you do want to keep track of what other people are drawing and playing because it gives you an idea of where you should put numbers if you get some of the middle numbers. Uh, you did real well in the game, if I remember correctly. You filled out your entire sheet once. Jess yep. did real well once. I think Randy did it okay at least once, and I did fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I did lose some of them miserably, yeah. but it was still a lot of fun. I didn't win, but I had a lot of fun, yeah. It's just yep. a real good, again, I mean, not a lot of replay. Well, there's replayability, but that's just because it's a random, random nature right. of the game. So, yeah, that was a smoking Joe for me, if I remember correctly. And I gave I that really one a Joe-tacular. Yeah, that's right. You did yep. like that game. Yeah, I but, did. Yeah, I, I, I remember saying that was a smoking Joe. I really liked that game. <laughs> All right, and then we played Hanga. Which, uh, this is a Haba game. Right, which you and generally I was, enjoy Haba games. Yes, I was excited to get this one on the table. Not so much after we played it. Right. Um, there was a couple things I had issues with. First thing was the translation of the rules. Yeah, it was a little sad. The German um, to the English the, was not The pictures the were not accurate when they translated over. Yeah, so that different was pictures. Really frustrating. So you had to look through the German section, back to the English section, and that was a little frustrating. And then... The, the rules, I guess, weren't clear. No, as to um, what the end game. So the were. game ends immediately after somebody reaches, um, or don't, uh, you finish the round yeah. after somebody reaches a number um, of points. I don't remember. How yeah, it's a, no, a set number of points. So it's like thirty-five or something yeah. like that. But if you're the last player to to reach it, then the game ends with you. Yeah. Now here's the problem I have. Any other game, you you have a scoring thing. So, like, right. one of them is you're trying to get your meeples up on this temple. Right. Basically, this game, if you, you lose yeah, everything, you, get any points. you get jack for points after after, after that the, person yeah. reaches the score, everything else you've worked for is worth nothing. Right. You work for all these mammoths, they're worth nothing. Yeah. You work for the temple, it's nothing, worth nothing. Yeah. But here's the thing that I have a problem with, is during the game, when, when everyone's working up the temple... Whoever reaches the top, everyone scores the location that they're at right. and then goes and then back, back to the bottom. To the bottom when yeah. you end the game, nothing happens. Yeah. Just... So even if you have two points, you have no points. Right. And so that, I feel, is broken. It was a little different. I've not run across that type of thing before. I liked the components of the game. I liked the mechanics of the game. It's essentially kind of a worker placement um, set collection. You have these round cards yeah. that you're placing. And you Area are putting hands yeah. in different locations of the actions you want to take. Right. And you want to try to satisfy Hanga, Hanga which is, is the saber tooth tiger. tiger. Yeah. Um. It was it was an okay game. I. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> uh, if I if I play it again, maybe it'll go higher in my ranks. Yeah. But which... for right now, really, with with the last. The game ending conditions was was very frustrating. Which you could house rule if you really wanted. You to. could, but I, I typically like to just play by the rules. Yeah, same here. But um, just the simple fact that everyone in the game is working for working different to try and get points. Different yeah, ways. I mean, yeah. you you have you have to spend so much to get these mammoths. Oh yeah, and then they're worthless. Yeah, which at I, the end I of the didn't game, quite so, understand that. That was unfortunate, and then the whole temple, you're, you work up there, and then someone reaches that, and then you're, well, all done. your work's done. Yep. yep. 
So uh, for me, it's a Joe Mama. Yeah, and I gave it an average Joe. I, I enjoyed it a little more, obviously. Um, again, it's a game that with more players might be a little more challenging because you're going to have fewer choices in the cards that you use to make your your choices. Um, but I thought we all played it pretty well. We yep. played it definitely played it by as best we could by the rules. Yeah. But like I say, if you really wanted to house rule that end thing where whatever you're at, you score, you could do that, and it'd probably make it a little more fair seeming. I think the translation was, was more frustrating that was, than the yeah, end game. The fact that you're you well, your constantly cards, flip back and forth and then figure it out, yeah, count down, and the okay, pictures this is what weren't it is. even right. Right. And you'd go to the German translation, and there's the picture of the card, but of course, I don't speak German. So then you just have to kind of count, okay, that was the third picture on the left, flip the book and find the third picture on the left, and realize that the card picture is different but that's the text probably that tells what this card does because it makes sense mm-hmm. the iconography is not that difficult to figure out but there were a couple that, that there were sort of flummoxed that, us yeah. a little bit <laughs> but i like the game i guess i i would play it again but yeah i understand your frustrations with it especially that end game thing yep all right and so we played fences oh that's a what's that game yeah that's a tile lane game yeah. where you're trying to fence in livestock Right, and we played the expansions. We did. We, we, we got played, the range expansions. Yep. Um, so we played the first one, which was the males. Yep. And that, I think that really, um, that really changes your scoring. It does. Yeah. Because that just that one animal, if you get some some females in there with that, you can sh- you, you can, can get well. What that one game just scored like twenty five points or something yeah. like that on Rams with the Ram and and use. I mean, it's just yep. it was it it's really different scoring. Wise, it does. But I so like you really it. have to pay attention more yeah. to okay. Well, this guy's got two males in his fenced area. If he closes this, that's going to be huge amount yeah. of points. I need to find a way to get in on right. that if I can. Or, or I need, I to, need to keep it, it out. open. Yeah. yeah. And I made the classic tile laying game mistake of finding a spot that. And I got three of my stupid chicken coops into it that was never, ever going to close. Yep. Which means that I was down to one chicken coop. That's rough. It was really rough. Now, luckily, somebody did close one of them for me, so I was down to two. But by that point, I was basically yep. just screwed. So, But it was, I mean, that's a great game. It's I love tiling games. I think I've mentioned before that Carcassonne is kind of the game that ushered me into gaming uh, when I first met up with people from the IONS game group here in Sioux Falls. Um, and it just, it's always had a place in my heart. And so I really like tiling games and that was a kind of a neat, it's a neat variation on, on the tiling. Mm-hmm. And you have your own goal as a farmer and I was farmer Tom or rancher Tom or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're rancher Tom. And I don't know what that character you picked was, some kind of... Farmer Joe. Farmer Joe, that's yeah. right. Yeah, with the sunglasses and the cowboy hat. Yeah. And a beard and he looks a lot like you. Oh, weird. Weird, yeah. yeah. It's like it is, but it's pretty cool. It yeah. is you, yeah. It's, it's the farmer version of me. It was kind of cool. It's, From the uh, Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that the only version we played, though? Was the, the that was the only version? one we that's got, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've played the other ones, but uh, that's the one we got. To so I just wanted out, to yeah. start you guys out and then and yeah, then start and then adding them. Because you can, you can add all nine expansions together. Oh, my gosh. There's nine expansions total. So you've got, you've got one with horses. You've got uh, ones with tractors. You've got hay bales. You got storage. Oh yeah, um, the components are cool. Yeah, and then you've got uh, you just there's there's so many cool expansions. So there's nine total that come in this box, and so that the ranch box fits the original game box yep. inside. Yeah, with the box. I mean, the with box. the box. So Not, the the actual yeah. game goes yeah. inside the ranch box, and then that's all the other, all your other components. In there too. Yeah, so it's it's such a cool system that they came up with. Yeah. Now, this, this is one of those games, and a lot of people talk about, like, Viticulture is one mm-hmm. that I hear a lot about. That, Yeah, I like Viticulture. It's a great game. But as soon as they added the Mamas and the Papas, I said, that's the only way I'll ever play that game. I think that the only way I would maybe play Fences at this point now would be with that male expansion at the very least. We I mean, yeah. haven't played the other ones. Because it changes the way you score. And it it's, does. It's just kind of... and I There's think one with what, chickens. I think the chickens is the next one uh, we're going to play that with. That would be my favorite. And so. that one is... There's a fox. Yeah, that's And so cool. you can get a lot of points from these chickens, but if you close up uh, a fenced area with a fox in it, it eats all your chickens. Yep, you don't score anything. So you could really screw somebody over with that. Yeah. 
So I think that's the next one on our list uh, to try out. We'll have to give that one a shot. But yeah, I really like this game. This and that one goes to Kickstarter. The Ranch, the expansion, goes to Kickstarter on Tuesday the 13th. Well, and if you want to hear more about it, listen to our episode yes. from last week. Yep. We uh, so, interviewed Adam from the Bearded Board Game Group. Yeah, half the beard. Half the beard. Yep. I'm and trying, I see you trying uh, to be the third. Yeah, beard. you're yeah. starting to grow your beard. Well, out it's now. October. I think yeah. we talked about that in that podcast. Actually, why yeah. I grow a beard in October, but it's October. I grow a beard in October. That's just been the way it always has been for like Weird. the last five years. So it's looking good. Yeah, it's starting to come yeah. in. Yeah, starting little, to starting to fill out the mustache. It's a little lighter than the rest of my hair. Weirdly, yeah. I don't think it would be if I stopped washing my hair with a certain kind of shampoo. But Ooh. yeah, anyway. Yeah, your beard's still not going to be as big as mine. No, it's not. Yeah. It might be. It's it's nice it'll eventually get there. So Fences, the base game, what would you rate it? Joe Tacular. Okay. Definitely Joe Tacular. I would give it a Joe Tacular as well. Right. Now, throw the expansions in there. It moves up to a Joe Almighty. Whoa! I like it. Well, it's probably still Joe Tacular, but like a much higher Joe Tacular. So it's still Joe Tacular. Yeah, because, again, Joe Almighty is pretty special, but... It is. I mean, you know, granted, it's got... Your face in it, so you know, yes, that it doesn't does. hurt. But no, it's a it's a definitely a high high Joe Tacular. Joe Tacular okay, yeah. so I give Raider Fences just base game Joe Tacular. Yep, it's it's really fun game. Um, one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, with the Fences Ranch expansions, it moves to a Joe Almighty for me. Okay, well, and I I've only played the one. The expansions add so much. I think there's even a marketplace that it adds, and then if you were an original backer, there's the expansion seasons, and so we've never oh, yeah, played yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, no, we haven't. But but I think with all those expansions combined, it just adds so much replayability. It's no different than Carcassonne with all the right with the all expansions. their expansions. So yeah. uh, obviously, this one is just a completely different game. You got livestock fencing in yep. stuff. Uh, I like the. Um, you know, I, w- I was not crazy about the wood hen houses. I, I liked the acrylic ones that they had yeah. in the original game. Yeah, I remember those. But playing with them over and over, I have actually grown to like the wooden pieces. Well, and I, so I don't know how the economy of that kind of thing works. Whether the wooden pieces are less expensive or more expensive than acrylic pieces, I would assume probably more. <coughs> Sorry. I would assume probably more, just because there's more craftsmanship, for lack of a better term, involved. Yeah. I suppose they can I think it was accessibility can, for them. Yeah, that might be it too. And they, they they can both be laser cut. It's not like you can't laser cut wood. And but it's not like a balsa or anything like that. It's like a pine. Yep. I mean, they're nice pieces. I liked them. And they're painted. Yeah. But it was just something about the acrylic pieces that you don't usually see a whole lot of those. You don't. And they and were I, they I were shiny. Them. Yep. They were shiny. They were very shiny. Shiny. So. Shiny. All right, so then I got to play <laughs> Flam Rouge with oh, okay. Robert. Via the internet, yes. I assume, unless you swam over to England. No, well, I did. I did. Okay. I was sitting right across the table from him. Okay. And yep. in this day of corona, you were able to do that. I was. Nice. Yeah. Like a superstar. Yeah. But not. No. Uh, we played a tabletop simulator on Steam. Oh, okay. And so that was uh, it was a lot of fun. I've never played Flam Rouge before. Or Flamé Rouge. Yeah, you're wrong. I know. Yeah. I think everyone said you're wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and the guy who lives in Europe corrected me, so. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Flamme Rouge, I really liked it. It's a very quick game. It is. Um, very, very easy. And weirdly, it's card-driven. Yes. Which you wouldn't think a bike racing game would be card-driven. No. And but it's really well done. You know, for, for a few times there, I got some really big numbers, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play these. I can move. And I cruised around the end of the track. And then realized and then, all I have left is ones. Yes. <laughs> I, I got just a horrible hand dealt to me, and it was the, the twos for the um, uh, the fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so Robert just cruised right around me and had no issues with it at all. You have to balance the numbers against the... Because there's drafting mechanics involved. I mean, you, you get yep. to draft other bikes, and it, that can shoot you past people. And I think the way the turn, if I remember correctly, the turn order thing is whoever's in the back goes first. I don't remember how that worked. I, it's been a long time since I played it. It was whatever, two years ago when we were down in the I think City. we played it as front goes first. Maybe that's how it is. Yeah, and I honestly don't remember, but I just remember 
Yeah, it's front first because you never wanted to be in the back because yep. you were going to be screwed if you were in the back. Even if you threw a nine out, you know, it might shoot you forward quite a bit, but then you don't have any way of drafting But then you people. take fatigue if you're in the front. Yeah, and then they draft you, yep. and it's just really it's really a well-done game. And yeah, the components was... are cool if you play it in real life. Yeah. wooden. I think that's wooden track pieces, if I remember correctly. Um, might be cardboard, but I, thought, uh, I think they're cardboard, and he said they were puzzle pieces. Well, I'm, yeah, they are. But I'm thinking the version I played because it was some guy had it. Oh, like a deluxe might have version, been like a deluxe version oh, okay. of wood. But you can. There's a couple different expansions, and I think I've told that story in the past when I was at uh, Geekway. Yep. Two years ago. Yep. Or last year. Two years. Two years ago. Uh, the Stronghold Games had Flam Rouge, and I thought, cool, I'm going to buy Flam Rouge. So I buy it, and I'm sitting at the table talking to Joe and and Randy, and and. Uh, Start looking at the box, and it's an expansion. doesn't include the base game. You have to have the base game to play it. So I went back over there, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to get the base game. So I asked him, do you guys have the base game? Oh, no, we don't have the base game. Can you get it sometime before the end of the week? No, it's it's print. That's out of print right now. I don't want this then. Well, I have to talk to my boss. Well, now, this was Stronghold Games, and so his boss was Steve Bonacord who I've actually met a few times. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been at Geekway every time I've been there. and Really nice guy, but it's kind of weird when the CEO of the company is the guy who has to make the decision as to whether or not you can return the game. And he let me, yep. which is pretty cool. So that's my Flamme Rouge story, but I want to buy it someday. I will. Yeah, I'd like it's to get really that one, too. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. So uh, I gave that one a Smoking Joe. Yeah, I'm a Smoking Joe on that one, too. And I, I've only played it, well, I played it a couple times once. Back in the day at uh, the con, the con in uh, Okaboji. Okay, and really liked it. So yeah, that's a definite smoking joe for me. Okay, and then we had some questions. Oh, I did play a couple other games. Oh well, I mean, fine, be that way. Sorry, I mean you know you play your game and I. No, I played Viticulture again. We have the group on you Thursdays. You son of a! <laughs> I know. We, uh, the group that we, I play with on Thursdays, the choice was Viticulture, so we're playing Viticulture. This is going to come What's up. What's Viticulture like? It's fun. Tom? This is going to come up, though, based on one of the questions. It's one of the reasons I remembered it. Um, and then we played uh, On Tour, the U.S. version. Okay. I left, and they were getting ready to play the European version, but I I was just, it was time for me to go. It was like 9.30 or something like that. And I'm getting old. Can't stay up that late anymore. Mm. So, But, yeah, those are the other two games I played. And uh, Viticulture, of course, I'm saying is a, is a smoking Joe. Okay. Um, on Tour, average Joe for me. I'm... <sighs> The numbers just came up, so we've played that before. You yep. and I played that with some other people, but uh, the numbers just didn't come up the right way, and it was really frustrating. That's that's another one that'll come up here in a little bit. We'll talk about so when with one of the questions. So oh, so I'm ready for the questions. If you have those, quick thing before we get to the questions. Okay, uh, so our extra life, we're not going to have it in tea because of the spike. Okay, so um, we're just going to have it here. Okay. And I feel like I've got enough room where we could have multiple groups in here. Yeah, you could probably have so at least two about, or three groups playing around this about ten table. people. So, and you could have another group around the other table and have them yep. be socially distanced enough. You could decide if people want to wear masks, they can wear masks. Right. So, so. Um, anybody that knows me around the area, they can just uh, I'll shoot it. I'll create an event, and then we'll just take the first ten people that say they're going to go. Yeah. And uh, we'll stream it as well. So we cool. will stream live. And that way everyone can feel involved. Is there a way we could do the podcast live on Friday? Uh, well, we, we'll stream it as we record. Okay, that works. So we'll still, we'll still release still record it and release a it, but yeah. normal podcast, but then we will also stream it. And we'll do that so. with a crowd of people around us, which will be very strange. Yeah, it'll be awesome. We'll have an audience. Yeah. Not sure how that's going to be good or bad. Well, either way, it'll work. I like work. an audience. I'm telling so, you right now. Okay. So people need to laugh. You'll be like a rock star. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so that's that's the changes. Um, we'll have snacks and drinks here, and um, we'll have an assortment of games. And so um, I'm not sure. What, what are you doing for Extra Life? Are you going with your other group? Or? I will probably. My Kind of my plan was I was when it was in tea was I was going to spend the morning to about maybe 7 o'clock in tea, mm-hmm. and then back to... Sioux Falls for the last half of it here at the PBA because I don't want to drive home from T without having driven, haven't been awake 24 hours. Right. So I figured I could spend my first half of it with you guys at T and then the other half at uh, PBA with IONS and that group. 
Um, so I probably will still do something similar to that. We'll just have to kind of decide what we want to do for the podcast and that kind of thing. Well, that's fine. And we'll get it figured out. So Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird being part of two groups doing this, but at, at some point it would be nice to maybe try and consolidate us all again. Never going to happen. Yeah, we might. We'll <laughs> see. I'll, I'll work on it. No, it's I understand, and it's it's unfortunate because I don't think at a certain point we thought anything was going to happen with the other group. Yep. And then they they decided, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this. Yep. And it's going to be real scaled down as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at the PVA. They're going to allow, I think, they have room for 30 people. Everybody's going to be required to wear masks. There probably will not be any outside food coming in. And support whichever one you feel comfortable supporting. As I'm sitting here with Joe, I'm going to say support Average Shields. Wow. Uh, we're also going to do an interview with Michael Ferenbrock, I oh. believe, if I said that right. Sorry if I did not. Oh, well. Um, but I interviewed him last year, and so oh, we're going to go over what he did last year for Extra Life. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, his plans for this year. Cool. So That'll be uh, fun. I told him to get a hold of us whenever it works out for him. So okay. uh, within the next few weeks, hopefully. We'll get something done, yeah. Because <laughs> it's coming up your And way. I believe that the Extra Life events are November 7th. 7th. Yep. And that's the national Starting day, but on... you can do it whenever. So, I mean, if you're yeah. doing them now, doing them now, just yeah. shoot something on our, our Facebook page or whatever. Send and, us pictures yeah. of you guys doing it. Uh, yep. That kind of thing. So. so, it's an awesome thing. I We encourage everybody to be doing it, part of it or whatever. Just And if you're you know, a board gamer or a video gamer, because it yep. initially started as a video game. It did game initially thing. start as video games, but so, the last three, four years... Four, board gamers have been yeah, really heavily into it. Yeah, it's very mainstream. So yep. um, it's just a lot of fun. Um, the more the merrier. So yeah. definitely uh, it's something to worth worth doing. Tom's definitely been doing is. it for four years. This will be my fourth, fourth year. year yep. And this will be my third year. Yep. So, um, so we have some questions. Yeah. So our first question is from Robert. So Rob says, you obviously had a bad time with Pick Amino last week. Have you ever just walked away in the middle of a game because you didn't like it? If so, what game and why? I have actually never walked away from a game, no matter how horrible I hated it. I've always stuck through it. But what about you? Well, I thought maybe terif- I thought we did not finish uh, the game that shall be burned with gasoline. No, we finished that. Did we finish it? Yeah, because okay. BJ won. That's right. But I think we were trying to truncate that one quite a bit. And we did the same thing with Pecamino. Yeah. We were very close on that one. It was very close. Um, I don't believe I have ever done it either. And I'm going back to when I was a kid. I remember playing Diplomacy, which if you're a gamer and have been around for a while playing games, you know that's a game that can end friendships. Is this when you were assaulted? Yes. I actually got smacked a bunch of times because it became time for me to betray the person I had an alliance with. It made sense for me to do it. And I did. And he was not happy about that. He, for some reason, thought that the way this game worked was you made an alliance and stuck to it and because he wanted to win. And he forgot that I wanted to win, too. I did not. But, you know, it was the right time to do what I did. (laughs) I almost walked out of that game. Um, But I don't think I've ever walked out on one either. Okay. I think I have played every game that I've ever started. I might have quit games when my kids were really young and didn't quite understand, and they were tired of them, so we quit playing. But that doesn't, I don't think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a game that we play that's just awful, and uh, I, I just power through them. That's what you got to do, and then never play them again. Right. Right. Or burn them. Well, you can burn them. Burn them to the ground. Burn them to the ground. Yeah. Nothing like a little <laughs> gasoline and some tears. Yeah. Because of the money. Yeah. Well, Paul just had a a comment um, about our last episode with Adam about fences uh, that they, during the lockdown, started on uh, 23rd of March, they played 114 (laughs) different games, totaling for 404 plays. Yeah. That is incredible, man. That is a lot of gaming. Wow. Wow. I'm jealous. Well, plus he's mentioned he mentioned some of the games they played, and some of them are yeah. Just... Uh, so some of the games include Wingspan, which is one of my all-time favorites. Mariposas, and he didn't even play it with the uh, ocean or the new exp- the old no, expansion. No, played it with European just the base game, which is all American birds, which is ironic because he's Scottish. And then you said Mariposa, which Mar- is another yep. Elizabeth Hargraves game, correct? And he mentioned another Elizabeth Hargraves game. Yep, Tussie uh, Mussie. Tussie Mussie. Yeah. Yep. And uh, several others. I mean, just just a lot of great games. Um, and then he had uh, received 
our uh, um, epic tiny monster. Epic. No, not tiny. Oh, epic. No, epic the epic monster tea party. So that finally got to Scotland. Yay! Yep. It only took two tries. <laughs> and I think they're trying to get it to the table. Yes. So we'll see how they like that one. Well, Hopefully they like, enjoyed it. Sounds like he has a younger daughter. Yep. I would say a teenager. So, yeah, it sounds, sounds like. like, yeah. So. Yep. And I think that you can get them into playing too. Right. Younger kids. Uh, so then we had <coughs> another question from Robert. That's right. And uh, so he was curious what uh, both of our favorite combat mechanisms are in games. Um, he absolutely loves the mechanics from Rising Sun. Which is card-driven, if I remember correctly. I've played the game, like, once. That's an Eric Lang game. Yeah. Like, come on. And it's, uh... There's a lot going on in that game. The combat, it's like, it's like, uh, side. You know, everybody says, oh, that's a combat game. Well, it's not really. It's got some really nice miniatures to it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. The, especially the Kickstarter They edition. gave away a giant bundle at Geekway yeah. the one year that... Yep. Yeah, that yeah, was... That would have oh, been fun to get. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of stuff going on. It's got... I mean, it's hard to say, but combat's not a, a strong part of it. But I do like it, and I believe, if I remember correctly, it's card-driven, but I honestly okay. can't remember. And his other one is Cry Havoc. That I know is card-driven. Okay. Um, and I like that... As well, for me, a combat system that I really enjoy, and this is going to sound cheesy, is Risk. I just like that your dice against my dice format of combat. It's very random, but it but it feels like battle. I mean, okay. if you've got ten armies and I've got five armies, I'm not going to have as many dice as you, which means my army's at a severe disadvantage, which is what real life is in combat, mm-hmm. unless you can find an interesting way to you know snake around and you get really lucky. So that's that actually may be one of my favorites. The other one is another card-driven uh, combat method where you have, like, flank right, flank left, and I can't remember the, the name of the games, but they're usually blocks. And there's a Roman version, a Civil War version, a Revolutionary War version of it. And that may be the one that we just talked about, the um, Cry Havoc, but I don't think it is. I think it's a different system. But like I said, it's Romans. You can do it with Romans, Civil War. Revolutionary War, World War Two, and that's kind of a neat system too, mm-hmm. where you have different. Your each army has different sets of cards that you can use to flank or drive forward, or you know, two two attacks at once, and it's kind of a neat little system too. But I enjoy two different types of systems. I really do enjoy dice. Yeah, just the the rolling, whether you're rolling poor or not, just the the randomness of a die. It feels like. Combat. It does. I, I've never been um, in combat, I'll be honest, but I mean, I can understand. I was. Yeah. During, yeah. during the NOM? Uh, no, uh, Civil War. Oh, Civil War. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Civil War. Yep. Uh, you know. Did the claws used to come out? Were they were they bone or were they? No, bo- bone. They were yeah. Bone. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then they, they became animantium yeah, after I, a while. I got yep. you. Yeah. Okay. I don't like to talk about that. It's I don't bad, you. bad. Yep. So anyway, um, and then, you know, World War II. Yeah. That's true. There yeah. Too, yeah. Brother against brother yep. again, yeah. too, for some reason. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so dice, I absolutely love rolling dice, but I also really enjoy a card mechanic for, um, for combat. Just the, the unknowingness. Okay. I have a hand of cards and this might not go my way, but what does the other person have? Yeah. You have to outthink. Yeah. That's what I like. I I do like that. That's what I like about those systems is that you can, you can try and outthink your opponent. Yep. So Um, a little bit of bluffing in there and I'm not a big fan of bluffing. I, I'm, I'm horrible at it. I mean, I, I come from, you know, the 1800s, so... Yeah, so yeah, where, uh, where you had to be honest. Yeah. Well, honest Abe. Yeah. For gosh sakes, that's um, everybody's role model. Yeah, I went to school with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I really do enjoy the card mechanic. Uh, just that unknown factor, and do I have something that can really truncate what he has? Or do know? I need to save this card right. and use it at the right moment when it might Is be this my Hail Mary? Right now, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do I enjoy both. So um, and there are other mechanics in combat that I'm not the biggest fan of, but those two are my favorites by far. Yeah, and I guess that's similar to what I enjoy. Okay, and our last question is from Paul, and this is his debut on the podcast. Hi, Joe and Tom, or Tom and Joe, if you'd rather. It's Paul from Dunfermline in Scotland here. My question for you this week is, 
Has there ever been a game, big or small, that you've played and just not got it, or you didn't like it? And then when you've gone back to it a few weeks or months later, it suddenly clicked with you, and you now really enjoy it. In our house, it was Sushi Go. It's a simple little card game, but there was just something about it that didn't click with us, and we didn't play it for months. And then one day, we watched a playthrough video, and it suddenly made sense. Now we love it, and we've just bought Sushi Go Party. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Best wishes to you and your listeners around the globe. That is a really, really good question, and I kind of referenced it. I had a couple of answers for it. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, the first one that I can really kind of remember is a game called Small World. I remember playing it, and I did not get the whole decline your civilization mechanic. It made no sense to me because I want to just go in there and kill people and take over their territories. Right. And I didn't get it, and I didn't get it, and I played it terribly. I was bad at it. And then one day, I sat down with some people, and they kind of went over it a little bit with me. And suddenly, I understood exactly how this game worked and why the decline was so important. So that was the first one that was like that. Power Grid, to an extent, I just had a bad experience with people I played with in that game. And it's very, 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 very mathy. I mean, you literally have to have a calculator sometimes when you play that game. Um, I thought, for some reason, that you would just get all the resources you can get. It doesn't work that way. Um, But the other one that I really had issues with when I first sat down to learn to play it was viticulture. The whole wine, I mean, harvesting grapes, turning the grapes into wine, aging your wine, making different wines, fulfilling orders, it it was very confusing to me. And honestly, just the last about three times I've played it, it's finally clicked in with me. And I get it. It's, uh, those are the, the two main ones are Small World, which I had no clue on, and Viticulture, which was just confusing to me. But now they all—they both make sense, and they're two of my favorite games. So, how about you? Um, you're a game genius, and have gotten them every time. No, I see. That's my problem: is I either really enjoy the games, or I have such a horrible experience that I don't ever <laughs> want to come back to them. Firefly was another one that was kind of like that, but I—I I got that one pretty quickly. But I've had some bad experiences since playing it. I think um, if I had to pick one, I would say Star Realms. I did not yeah, get it. I can see that at first, and and I came back to it, and it just clicked. Yeah, and I just absolutely love that game. Now. It's a different type of deck builder. Yes, I mean you've got a different way of putting your hand together. Um. But I, I, that's what I got kind of right away just because I'd played a bunch of deck builders at that well, point. Well, then Frontiers adds another element where you've got four players yeah. and you play cooperative against the system. And I didn't get that one at first either. And then I, I started... Because you, you go from one-on-one yeah, to, to uh, cooperative four against the system. Yeah, which I actually like that so, probably best of the entire way to play that game. Yeah, it's is, it's a lot of fun. But if I, the, if I had to pick one, I would say probably Star Realms. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but other than that, it's usually either either clicks with me and I really like it, or I've just had such an awful experience, and it might not even be the game's fault, Yeah, but the experience made it so sour that I just don't want to revisit it ever again. Yeah, and I can see that. I, I, I can't think of any games right off the top of my head that are like that for you. No, not at no, all. I mean, nothing that uh, Ricochet evolve. Robots and uh, oh God, Twilight I Imperium. <laughs> I hate Ricochet Robots. <laughs> that game, I I get it. Don't get me wrong, I get it. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm so bad at it. It's not even. I funny. cannot play that game ever again <clears throat> because I played it with somebody that's very mathy. Oh yeah, and they before you basically blink, they've already got they've their got answer. their answer, and it's like what. Yeah, and they're, they're right, and yeah. that's the worst part about it. Is like I can get that in two. I need somebody a little bit my speed, a little more average yeah. Joe, Some, someone like me. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the pattern, going, well, there's one move, there's four, five, nine, twelve, sixteen, and then this other guy went two. I can get it in two. No, you can't. Boom, boom, done. Yep. Biscuit. Yep. Yeah. So I that was in two. I got it in forty-three. Yeah, that's exactly. And uh, well, because you went around the board. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Got me where I needed to go. Shortest distance, man. Yeah. No, oh, I, I just, I did not enjoy yeah. that one. I actually gave that one away as well. Yeah. Um, it was either that or the garbage can. So. Or, or the 
flame pile. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, pile. I, yeah, I'm not. And the other one I'm not as fond of are a lot, not a lot of, but some of the uh, uh, program movement games. Right. You had mentioned uh, for some reason the other the, robot one. Yeah, for some reason the Bill and Ted one kind of clicked with me just because it's a smaller board, and I think that was yeah. A big part well, of and it. the wraparound. Yeah, was a that big helped deal. a lot. Whereas this other one you're talking about, I can't think of the name of it either. You go into holes or you fall off the board. Robo Rally. Yeah, that's it. Robo Rally. God. Yep. Another game that I was just bad at. I was very bad at that one, but yeah. I ended up picking it up because I like the miniatures. The, the components are cool. And I yep. like the fact that you can shoot other robots. Yes. But they might not be there. When nope. you, you know, you'll program your movements and then all of a sudden they're gone and yep. you shoot at nothing. Or somehow you shoot yourself in the ass, something like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it happens. but So, yeah, I mean, I'm essentially the same way. If it's a game I don't like, I probably am not going to play it again. Um, but for some reason, Small World, somebody talked me into it again, and I cl- it clicked. It just yeah. clicked, and I went, yep. Small I World is one that uh, I, I, I guess I, I would agree with you there. I, well, I got it, but again, with that decline, well, that's it's just a mechanic a, that you're not different mechanic yes. yeah like it's risk but it's not right and it's and it's i don't know the whole declining thing and then but then you start realizing okay you get these cool combinations of yeah factions and it's it was a lot of fun well, and I like the humor in, in yeah that's true well. too yeah. and then viticulture like i said it was just one of those games that seemed really 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 complicated it's basically a worker placement game but it has this element where you Grow. What's, what's viticulture like? It's fun. It's really fun. You want to learn it sometime? Mm-hmm. I'll try and remember to. Get, I'll try and remember to get Kim to you bring gotta, it over at some you point. You got to fight off your horde of Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, get it. Oh, they did fall down. I, oh. I don't know if a cat knocked them down or what. No, happened, that's because viticulture wanted to come it out. Might have wanted to come yeah. out. No, it's like four or five of them just fell off the pile. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn. Oh, that's it. probably just the ghosts or the spiders. It could be the yeah spiders. No, <laughs> there's spiders. I'm burning the house. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're burning the house. Just Probably. make sure the white lightning's out of there yeah, before well, you burn yeah. the house. Unless I mean, you don't there, need unless, to buy another car. Unless there's a spider in white lightning, and then unfortunately it has to go. There's only three of them in there. Well, it has to go. And yeah, they're all pregnant. It has to go. <laughs> I do not like spiders. We had this discussion. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I, cannot, I can't remember which one. Uh, it was either Eric or uh, oh, someone sent a picture. I can't remember if I, I forwarded it to you or not. Of their child in a spider costume. <laughs> I'm here, so I would assume you did not. But if you saw did, it, and I just well, laughed and hilariously well, laughed. if you did forward it to me, now I have to get a new email address. Yeah. So Just like when I kept that'll be sending yeah, you the phone, uh, spider gifs. Yep. The phone got sent across the room a few times yeah, after that. Yeah, that so. was, uh, I enjoy that. Oh my god, spiders are horrible. Yeah. Yeah, they're horrible, so... But that's uh, that's pretty much all of our stuff. Yep. Nothing um, to give away this week. We do have oh, yeah, an event have. coming up. Yeah, uh, a a roll and treat. Oh yeah, at Nerdvana. Yep, which is a local so consignment. I store. for sure will be there October thirty first at two p.m. and I will be in the Charger. We will have it decorated up. And I am going to be in full costume as a dice demon. Ooh, what is yes. a dice demon? Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, I guess I know. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know yet what's going to be happening on Halloween. I can't think that far ahead. But as of now, my intent would be to be a part of that. And I will firm up plans between now and the 31st and let you know. So that's uh, that's our upcoming events. Um, we are possibly going to have a Halloween party. That evening, that so mostly just Halloween games. Yeah, uh, we do have the Scooby Doo. Um, oh yeah, mansion. we mentioned Sabana Scooby Doo yep. version. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I've got quite a few other different Halloween themed games. Yep. We also have Evil Dead Two that I would like to get to the that table that night. Fun, yeah, and we could do that while watching Evil Ash vs Evil Dead. Yeah, so or you could start with the beginning. Oh, the Evil Dead and run through it. To I would the, totally do that and yeah. I have them all so we could. I know you do. Yes. Did you see they're making Briscoe County again? Oh wait, no, that was a hoax. Shut your dirty that, mouth. That was a hoax. I would yeah. love it if they did. So would I. God, that was such a good show. Yep. That one and uh, the, uh, the Revolutionary War one. Yeah, Jack of All Trades. Jack of All Trades. Yep. Good lord, that was a Absolutely good show. Absolutely love that. He uh, was hilarious in it. Oh yeah. That was his that was his heyday in television. Yep. With those two shows. Well, and he was he was in Xena well, Warrior Princess movie, yeah. and Hercules yep. as Autolycus, King yep. of Thieves. Yep. He did a lot of uh a lot of cool side roles. 
And he was great at it. He is great at it. Do you know who reminds me of him now a little bit in the way that he's progressing his career? Who's that? Um, oh, no, his name just fell right. Oh, Nathan Fillion. A little oh, bit. Yes. A little bit. He I, had this huge cult show. Yep. And he's just sort of kind of expanded his career into another relatively culty show, Castle. Yep. And then he did uh, The Rookie. The Rookie, yep. And he's been in a number of different things that Josh Whedon has done. Yep. Um, I really like Nathan but it just, as well. It kind of feels that same way, that he could have the same type of career. And he did something with... Uh, Bruce Campbell. I don't know if he's done anything with Bruce Campbell. No. But I know he did, uh, he did something with Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, was Dr. that was Horrible. the Dr. Horrible sing-along. Yes. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh-huh. And it was most of the cast of um, uh, uh, Firefly, Firefly, too. Yep. It's great. It's yep. really, really good. It's on. Net- it's on. I think it's on Netflix. If you, if it's not on Netflix, it might be on YouTube actually. But it's really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it was one of the things that's credited with bringing back Neil Patrick Harris popularity wise. Harold and Kumar obviously was the Here's big. Here's another thing. thing. Did you know that Neil Patrick Harris is releasing board games? I did not. He has two of them out. Did he They're design them, or games. is he... They are, I believe he designed them. Oh, wow. They're at Target. Uh, it'd be nice if some of our local stores would get them. But for right now, they are at Target, and they're they are puzzle games. Like a like a jigsaw puzzle? No. Or like, like a like an exit? Like, like an a exit thinky game. Type. Yep. Cool. So, I, I might be one, I've got it on my list of things to check out. So, I've got... Uh, this coming Monday, I put in a lot of hours, so I should have a... Thicker paycheck, and so, so I have a Target. list of board games. Uh, Walmart has quite a few that I was looking at. Uh, Friends actually came out with another party game. Oh wow! And I'm a big Friends guy. So. Yeah, I like that show. Um, and then uh, they also had the Funko game of Back to the Future, and that's been on my list for a while. And then uh, the there's a couple games at Target that I really wanted. Is that so. the the Funko verse Back to the Future no, no, or no. a different game? No, this is this is put out by Funko. But it's a Back but to the Future themed game. it is just a Back game. to the Future themed game. Okay. So, now I'm going to have to look into that. Yep. Uh, kind of cartoony artwork. Actually, yeah. the artwork in the one we just played, Dice Through Time, yeah. was Similar. better artwork. Oh, gosh. Okay. So this one's... That makes me a little nervous. But... Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's not anime. Is it Funko looking? I mean, does it look like they're Funko characters? No. Okay. No, it definitely looks like either a comic book <laughs> or a cartoon. Okay. But less... I. I I thought less accurate than the the ones through Dice Through Time. Okay. So Well the Dice Through Time one looked like it was based on the animated series a yeah. little bit. But or it also had the likeness of uh Doc Brown and yeah. Marty McFly. Yeah. So Well, that'll be interesting to see that one. So Yep. So that's our upcoming events. Um I did think of another acquisition. I think I that? mentioned it sort of at the end of the acquisition segment. I did get another Funko Pop. <gasps> I got the Pop Around the World Toshi, which I had to spend a little more than I wanted to for, especially after buying a car. Actually, I did it before I bought the car, not knowing I'd have to buy the car. But I got it the other day, and it's uh, uh, like a little Akita dog in a samurai suit. Okay. They're doing Pops Around the World, which basically there's one from Ireland, one from uh, Mexico, one from, I don't remember where they're all from. The most recent one, I think, is Peru, and I ordered that. I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, from the Funko shop, but you have to catch them. And I missed Toshi, so I had to go on secondary market to get it. Oof. Wow. Yeah, a little pricey, but I have them. I have them all, which okay. is cool. cool. They're, they're going to be really nicely displayed someday when I get my big stack put away. Yeah. And can get Viticulture out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's probably gone. It's probably gone. Probably been eaten by spiders. Yeah, probably. Yep. God damn spiders. <laughs> all right, so that's it for us tonight. That's all I got. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Tom. Good night. You have power. The power to save lives. The power to defeat illnesses. The power to use games for good. You can be a hero for local sick and injured kids through Extra Life, a 24-hour gaming marathon that supports a local Children's Miracle Network hospital in your community. Join 50,000 gamers from all across the world as we battle the enemy illnesses and injuries facing local kids. Play games. Heal kids. Find out more at extra-life.org. There is a house in New Orleans They call the 